son in your past. I can't <laughs> do two things at one time. That's why I don't chew gum and walk. Because something can go wrong in that process. Amen. Preach, pops. First, giving honor to God, who's the head of my life, because He is. I am. If He were not, then I would not be. But I thank God that He is. Uh huh. To our friend and brother, and the person of Reverend Francis Rivers, who has allowed a gang, the unlearned son of sharecroppers and farmers, one more chance to come and to preach before your called out people. He was one of the first friends I met when I came to South Carolina from New York several years back, and that friendship has endured down through the years. Amen? Amen. Amen. To all of the associate ministers and pastors, to the diaconate ministry and everybody in their respective place. To my son, Minister Justin Emanuel. Bless you, man. Ray, who's serving as our armor bearer for tonight before he goes back to college next week. To our associate pastor, Reverend uh, Dr. Tate, and to our prophetess, Prophet Jennifer Gibbons, who is with us on tonight. We greet you in the joy in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Preach well, Reverend. Now, we are not going to hold you too long. Uh, those of you who have your Bibles, if you would turn to the 15th chapter, the 17th verse, just the eighth clause of your theme, your scripture theme, just the eighth clause says just these words. When he came to his senses. That is from the common English version. The, the New King James Version says, and when he came to himself. Reverend. I want to talk to you, if you don't mind, for just a few moments from the thought, you better come back to your senses. Talk to come us, Reverend. to your senses. Now I hear you already. God eternal wise, here now stands again, the unlearned son of sharecroppers and farmers. Uh-huh. I need you now, Lord, more than I needed you ever before. I dare not tarry too long for your people await a word. And so give us a word, Father God, and give it to us right quick, that we may share, that they may eat, and that we may sit down, that they may digest. In the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Work the text, Reverend. I'm a slow folks, so I'm going to ask you to give me 22 minutes, 18 seconds, and then we going home. I want to catch the Olympics tonight. Call it, Reverend. Call the time, Doc. If I could put this scripture in its proper context for you. It has been believed and suggested, young sister Taylor, that this is the story about a father and a son on the surface, this parable that Jesus shared. Uh-huh, set it up. Mother Lou, that sounds good on the surface, but if one was to excavate that truth which is trapped inside the text for our edification, one would find that this is the story about divinity and humanity. And it's metaphorically more about Israel and Yahweh, God, Elohim. And Jesus uses this metaphor and the language that he uses, the children of Israel understand that there is a coded message that he is using so that the Pharisees won't arrest him and send him and hand him over to Rome. Now, Pops, I hear you today. And so when he talks about a father 
having a household, uh -huh. he is talking about the kingdom of God as the house. <laughs> yes, sir. And when he talks about this father having two sons and one left and left the household and took all that he had, he is talking about Israel consistently walking away from God. Yes, sir. When he talks about the son in the text, when it talks about the son who stayed and was upset, he is making reference to those persons who were of the Jewish faith, that priestly class of people who was born holy and righteous and saved and never ever sinned and always looked down on other people. Y'all ain't gonna pray. Now, Reverend. I hear you tonight. And equally, he is talking to those Jews who are left over in Rome, in the of the Roman, who are in the Roman diaspora, who think that they are all of that. Yeah. There are some people who go to some larger, more well-known name churches. Reverend, I wish y'all was friends. We're here with you tonight, Doc. Who they, for some reason, because of their church membership, have a tendency to think. Pops. Pops preaching this parking lot. Yes, sir. And so Jesus uses this metaphor. Yes, he does. Of a child who tells daddy, give me everything I have. Uh-huh. And I'm going hit the dough. I'm going hit the high. And he talks about the child being lost. And, and the true trap within the text is that people go looking for money when they lose. Uh-huh. People go looking for pigs and chickens and animals and sheep when they lose. But nobody's looking in the highways and byways. Nobody, for Doc. Black boys and black girls. Nobody, Doc. Nobody's looking for adults who've lost their way. Yes, sir. Uh, in other words, what he's saying is everybody has a tendency to lose their way. Dr. Wade. And a lot of you are lost in common and familiar territory. Dr. Wade! A lot of you lost the love of your wife, your husband, your child, right in the house that you were living with. Dr. Wade! Dr. Wade! I hear you tonight! He's talking about loss, not geographically, but he's talking about mental, emotional, spiritual yeah. loss that yeah. we can experience. Yeah. And he uses three types of loss if you look at the text. Look at it, Reverend. Look at it. First, when the child comes to the father and says, I want all that I have so I can go my way, it says that he lost his moral. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. His sense of family value. Reverend! In the culture of the oldest son, Brother Deacons, his job would have been to stay home, and when the father died, he would have taken charge of that household and the family dynamic and looked after everybody. And so he lost his morals and his values. He no longer cared about his brothers and his sisters and his mother and father. And so, so the text when Jesus says, he told his father, give me everything that I got coming to me. Yeah. And I'm leaving. He, he lost his moral comments. Yes, he did. Yeah. 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 I think about a lot of our children who've lost their moral comments. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it ain't all they fault because you let them roll weed and smoke it in your house. Now, now, Daddy. I think about our children who uh -huh. lost their moral comments. 
Because they got pregnant in your household. Yeah. I wish I was talking to someone. Reverend, you're talking good. Reverend, Reverend. We, I think about our children who lost their moral compass because they dropped out of school while they was eating your food, wearing your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was Reverend, Reverend, you're talking good tonight. And so it's not all of our children's fault that they lost their moral compass because some of us as parents have lost our moral compass. Uh-huh, yeah. Tradition and the values yeah, yeah. that we grew up with under our mother and father. Reverend! I wish I felt like preaching. Reverend, you feel like it tonight, Doc? Doing some yard work and I really don't feel like preaching. Reverend, I hear you. And so, first, Jesus gives us an example of how we lose our way morally. But after he lost his way morally and he went into this far country, it says that he finds himself in a pig yeah. yeah that is because he loses everything he has monetarily and materialistically yeah. work the tax yeah. he, he lost his fortune yes he did he, he lost his future yeah. he lost his ability to have economic standing and and to create generational wealth we a lot of times lose our money with bad investments. Yeah. Uh, buying the most expensive bottle of liquor is a bad investment. Bad investment. <laughs> buying the fanciest car sometimes and it's going to depreciate is a bad investment. As you're driving off the lot, Doc. Not investing in your children's college education. I used to tell Justin all the time. He said, what will happen if I go to jail? I said, I don't know because I don't have bail money. I have book money and I have... Livingstone, Doc. Yes, sir, Reverend. And so when you get out of jail, I'll have money for you for books and for college. I ain't, yes, sir. I ain't investing in the bail system. I ain't investing in bail bonds. So, Reverend, so lean in on it. Investment and we lose a lot of money trying to please our children instead of trying to parent our children. Lean in, Doc. Reverend, you're preaching outside, we Reverend. We lose money buying them sneakers to make them happy. Use your outside you voice, Reverend. You shoes on your feet, ain't it? Yeah. We lose a lot of money trying to buy them name brand clothes. Yeah. The only name you need to know be on your clothes is mine, and it was on a credit card bill when I bought it. Yeah. And, and so we lose a lot of money, our ability to, to create Brother Musician Generation Reverend. Use your outside voice, Reverend. And so he lost his morals and he, he lost his money and his material standing, Dr. Tate. And as a result, he lost his cotton-picking money. How do you know he lost his money? Because I've seen some of you Preach, Doc. Preach, Reverend. Lose $5. Yeah. And you went plumb fool crazy. Yeah. Losing money will cause you to lose your mind. Yeah. I've seen you. I, I, I've heard you. I've, I've watched you when you lose that dress, when you can't find that pair of shoes that you paid all of that money for. I've seen you lose your mind. Lose it. Run the children out, be ready to beat your husband up, cause you can't find some shoes you lost. I wish I was talking. Reverend, you're talking to us tonight. And so he he lost his 
mind. That's what he did. I know he lost his mind because look at what he was doing. My grandmother used to say, when we used to do stuff, she'd go looking under stuff. We say, Mom, what you doing? She said, I'm looking for your mind because you must have lost it. Yeah. He, he lost his mind because he was he was wallowing in a pig pen. That's what he was doing. Eating husk of the pig. Of corn with the pigs. And and the text says, and, and I'm ready to go home now. The text says, and he came to him. Reverend, Reverend, build your timber tonight, Doc. Build the timber, Reverend. He, he came to his senses. And, and, and sometimes the first person that's got to come to you is yourself. Yeah. See, your salvific self got to have a conversation with your sinful self. Yeah. Your ignorant self got to have sometimes listen to your intelligent self. Pops! Your guiding self got to have a conversation with your greedy self. You stood in the mirror and said, now you know I shouldn't have did that. Yeah, you right. See, the first person you got to sometimes have a conversation with is your set. The alcoholic has to have a conversation with his self. Lean in, dog. The addict has to have a conversation with his self. The whoremonger, the liar, the thief, they first have to have a conversation with themselves. And so he came to him. Reverend, you're there. And when he came to himself, he said, now, self, wait a minute. There's something wrong. Reverend? In my father's house. Reverend, ease your way. Ease your way tonight. The servants. Yeah. Ease your way, Doc. Eat steak and caviar in my father's house. Yeah. The servants eat good. The, the servants live good. The servants have two or three changes of clothes properties given in my Ease your way, Reverend. There is some joy in my father's house. There is love and there is peace in my father's house. And so Jesus is saying that he came to himself that when Israel comes to accept, yeah. it remembers that it was God who brought them out of Egypt and turned their midnight Passover to an early morning crossover. Yes, sir. It was God who turned the bitter waters of Myra sweet. It was God who who, who helped them fight the Amalekites. It was God who helped them win the battle of Jericho. And, and when you come to yourself, because yeah. see what Satan can do, if Satan can get you to lose your mind, yeah. if he can get you when you are in trouble to not think first about the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for you. If he can get you to lose your mind, then he's got you. That's why the writer the psalmist said, I had to encourage myself. Reverend. Myself. Reverend. I had to tell myself that everything's going to be all right. Ease your way now, Doc. I had to tell myself, the Lord is the strength of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I, I had to tell myself, had it not been for the Lord who was on my side. Now, doctor. I had to tell myself, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Reverend. I had to tell myself that, that I, I had to tell myself yes. that I want.
once was young, but, but now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. Every now and then I got to sit in the little room and I got to tell myself some stuff. Lean in, Reverend. I got to tell myself how good God has been. Mama used to tell herself every now and then, I wouldn't take nothing from our journey now. Uh -huh. Reverend, I hear your tone. And so the question is, when will you come back? Reverend, I hear your voice. Well, your joyful self got to tell your sorrowful self it's time. Close your sermon, Reverend. Your healing self got to tell your hurtful self it's time to come back. Now I hear a change, Doc. downtrodden self got to listen to your uplifted self. Said, lift up your head, oh. Israel and come on back. Yeah. I'll stop by to tell somebody tonight that yeah. you got to have a conversation with yourself. You got to tell yourself that right. everything's going to be all right. You got to tell yourself that and not be for the Lord who is on my side. Reverend. Reverend. And so uh -huh. the son after he Talks to himself. All right, all right, all right. Yes, sir, Doc. After he tells himself, uh huh, that uh, I feel all right, Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That uh, get comfortable, Reverend. In my father's house, there's a joke. All right, all right. And in my father's house, there is peace. Yeah. The first thing he found was his mind. Yeah. For he realized that uh, this mind that is in me, that is in Christ Jesus, should also be in me. I ought to think about myself the way God thinks about myself. I, I ought to realize that I'm the apple of God's eye, that it was he who made me and not me myself. And, and after he found his mind, he found his way back to his morals and values, the teaching of his father's house. And on the way back to his father's house, he started walking like he was somebody. He started talking like he was somebody. He started feeling like he was somebody. He was reconnected to the material wealth, the material prosperity, the material promise that God had given him. Well, my brothers and my sisters. Reverend. I, uh, have you served too much of? Your time. Now, JR, I hear you. But uh, I want to leave you with this. Uh, the story is that um, there was a young lady. Uh huh. And uh, she was walking up and down the streets because she had lost her way. They had given her some bad drugs in college. Yeah, yeah. And every day, an old preacher with his shoes turned over would walk by her and say uh what is your name uh-huh and the girl would mumble and the preacher would keep on walking by yeah and after a while uh every day the preacher just walking by and simply saying what is your name what's your name doc all of a sudden she came to herself and it hit her yeah. right. she said uh my name is abigail yeah. And every day he walked by. Robert, I see you, Doc. Abigail, where do you live? Yes, sir. And she just say my name is Abigail. Yes, sir, Doc. And finally, after a while, he said, uh, he asked her, what is Abigail, where do you live? Abigail said, I live on 
the other side of town. Yes, sir, Reverend. And every day the preacher would keep on walking by and say, Abigail, who lives on the other side of town. What is your mother and father's name? After a while, Abigail said, what is her mother's and father's name? And after a while, one day the preacher was coming and Abigail said, Brother Preacher, if you could just take me back home. For in my father's house there's joy and peace. In my father's house there's love and there's hope. I stop by to tell somebody that every day you walk by and Abigail. Lean in, Reverend. Every day you walk by somebody who needs to get back to their mother and father house. They preach that out. on your side of town and they might not be your child and they, they might not be your name, but they lost their way, they lost their morals, they lost their values, and they're waiting for you to connect them to help them come back. Reverend, Reverend, uh-uh, Doc. Boy, you see, when he came back, uh-huh, lean in again, Reverend. I can hear him say all oh, this joy that I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. The world didn't give it to me. Reverend! The world can't take it away. Reverend! When he came back, I can hear him say, My soul. Yes, sir. When he came back, I could hear him say, Show out tonight. The Lord is my strength and my salvation. I said, When he came back, when he came back, yeah. I could hear him say, I'll shout hallelujah. Anyhow, yes, sir. When he came back, Reverend, him singing Amazing Grace. How sweet. How sweet the sound. Lean in, Daddy. Save the wretch like me. Yeah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Lean in, Doc. You don't hear me. Yes, sir. Blind to joy, was blind to peace, was blind to God's power. But now I see. How did he see him, Isaiah? He saw him high. Yes, sir. Lifted up. I got a question that young Dr. Wade like to ask. Ask us, Doc. It's all right if I ask my question. Yes, sir. Are you sure, deacons, I can ask my question? Ask us, Doc. 